0: Welcome to a talk from St. Saviour's Sunbury. We hope it blesses you. Amen. Thank you. Do take a seat. My name is Ron. Uh, I'm the vicar here at St. Saviour's. Welcome to those of you that are joining us online. Uh, We are in a series on the Ten Commandments. I hope that you have been here week after week after week. I think we're in week six or seven, perhaps. And uh, so we've been learning a lot about... The Commandments and you 'll find them uh, in the book of Exodus, which is near the front of your Bible. If you the, perhaps the welcome team would be able to just hand out some Bibles. If you want to open up your Bible to uh, exodus chapter twenty if you 've got one of our church bibles you 'll find it on page seventy seven there you go near the front, and God spoke. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servants, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Uh, I'm going to give you an image, if you can imagine that there is a, a, a rope circle surrounding me at the moment and I'm right in the middle of that rope circle Uh, and in there is uh, I'm standing right in in the blessing of God I'm standing right in the fullness of God of all he intended for you and for I and I'm I'm in that position of receiving from him whilst I stay here in this circle Um, and if you've been with me over the last few weeks you'll realize that many of us uh, we come up to a circle and there's the edge of the circle a boundary marker if you like and it says in God's Word don't lie and then over here we come to this boundary marker and it says don't steal and then over here it says don't covet your neighbor's wife and over here says honor your father and mother and over here Remember to rest, to worship me. And so God's put all these boundary markers out for us. And we can enjoy life inside the circle. It's a beautiful life. It's a wonderful life. Come and join me. I urge you. And uh, what we do as human beings is, is we like to go up to the edge of the circle and often push the boundaries a bit. And more often than not, in fact, actually, do not lie, we step over the boundary. And actually, we often go so far, it's like it's in the distance. And we come up to the other boundary, and it says, don't steal, and we just push the envelope a little bit, tax returns or whatever else it might be that you kind of want to dodge. Uh, And we just tiptoe over it. It'll be all right if I just step a little bit over it, it'll be fine. And, the, and do not cover. And we come up to the, the boundary and do not cover. and we kind of come and we teeter and then, and actually what happens is more often than not we fall off the edge and we cross the boundary and we miss out on all of the life that God is offering us and we come to a place of death, which is where sin happens, a place of death where we're cut off from God because of what we do. Because we walk away from God and God's goodness and God's fullness. And these boundary markers, and by the grace of God, of course, I can ascend the steps again because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and because I believe in the name of Jesus, that Jesus has the power over death and sin, that I can rise these steps again and enter the life that God has for me, the fullness of life that he has on offer for me. So what is in a name this morning? Oh, my God. For Jesus Christ's sake, what is in a name? One of the first questions that uh, you get asked if you've got a little bubba with you and you're out and about and you're patrolling the streets is, uh, very sensitively, what's their name? You know, it's a mistake if you go, what's his name or what's her name? You might get a slap from the parent. What's their name? We got asked as we were pushing our son around this little village in North Devon. Yeah, so we just returned home, uh, post-Caesarean. The first person to come up to us as we're quite happily moving from car to house. I will describe her as a biddy. You will understand what I mean. And she looked in. What's his name? That's a good start. What's his name? Woody. What's his name? Woody. Woody. That's not a real name. What's his middle name? Jacob. That's better. I'll call him Jacob. No, it wasn't. It was worldly. You know, to, to know someone by name is a good first step towards knowing them. And names are really important. If you can remember someone's name, And it's hard here. We've got a lot of names to remember. If you can remember someone's name, they they feel important. They feel loved. They feel like they belong, like you're connected. And that's really important. And if you forget someone's name, actually, especially when you're supposed to remember, like if it's your wife or something, that can be really, really awkward. Isn't that right, Bill? Yes. Yeah. You know, we... (laughs) We associate, you can, you can trust a stand-up comic to be able to respond straight away. And we associate certain things with certain people's names. So if, if you just imagine your old headmaster, you're back at school, and for me it would have been the PE teacher, Mr. Caravas, strikes terror into my bones even as I say the name. But you can say someone's name and it will conjure up incredible things. Uh, You know, we can think about people from history. I could name people's names and you will recoil in horror at the name of something like Hitler. And we will know what a moral monster he was. And I wonder, in your name, with your name, my name is Ronald, what will they say about your name when they're giving your eulogy? What are people gonna remember about Jane, about Ian, about Luke? about Kath, about Peter, about Colin, what are I going to say about you and your name? So my name, Ronald, Ronald McDonald, Ron crossed the ball, you know, all those things, ha ha ha, very funny. Um, But I had a, uh, basically the reason why I ended up with the name Ronald is because it's my father's name, I am the fourth of uh, four boys, and we had uh, Stephen, Derek, and Terry. And my father's mother looked at my mother at the point where she was pregnant and said, this one you are naming after my son. And so I ended up with my dad's name, uh, Ronald. But I also, because it caused problems at tea time, you know, whatever else, calling out the name in the house. We would both come running, of course, because my mother was so authoritative. Um, (laughs) For those of you who are guests today, my mum sat somewhere near the front. And um, so I got a nickname, and I'm about to tell you after four years what my nickname is, my family nickname. Uh, one person repeated it at halftime. I allowed that to happen. The second person no longer exists in the church. <laughs> but my nickname, if you want to use it, is Doody. <laughs> Doody, I, I'm sure that was a staff member who laughed a little bit too loudly for, for my liking. Hang on a minute, she's still laughing. I can still hear Kathleen at the back. You're miles away and I can still hear you, Kathleen. All right. The, uh, the names in Scripture, the Old Testament, the Israelites, the people of God, uh, names were really significant to them. Names were really important to them. They would give their children names, which really meant something. And they would say, they would believe that the name of God was so sacred. If you look at your passage there, you'll see the name of God actually is written in uh, capitals, L-O-R-D. It's when they would say Yahweh, Y-W-H-W. I'll quite happily explain a little bit more. But the service leaders already told me I overran the first one, so I haven't got time to explain it. But this is Lord, Yahweh. Yahweh. When the scribes, when they wrote this down, it was so sacred, the name, they would throw their pen away after they had written that name. They actually got to a point where they would no longer say the name Yahweh because it was so sacred. So the name of God is sacred. And the name of God represents the nature of God. So to dishonor his name dishonors him. To dishonor the name of God is to dishonor him. I reckon that you guys are fairly concerned about the reputation of your name. Maybe you work for a particular company, perhaps you own a company. I reckon you're concerned about the name and the reputation of your company. Would you agree with me? Yeah, we we don't like it when people say things about us, when people gossip, when people make things up about us. It's not very nice. It hurts. It hurts it hurts our name. When the football hooligans, they vandalize, uh, I remember growing up in the 70s and 80s, I can see somebody in a football top, I think I won't mention their team, but teams like Millwall were f- infamous for vandalism, but the club would try to, 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 dis- to disengage with them and say, you have nothing to do with the name of the football club, we want nothing to do with you, because you're bringing our name into disrepute, so stay away whether it's West Ham or Chelsea or whatever else, QPR. And if you if you remember, <laughs> and if you remember uh, at school, and those of you that are teachers now, when you, you send your kids out on a school trip and you send them out in the blazer or the jumper uh, and you say, you better behave because you're carrying the name of the school. And so the name, the name and the way that we behave with the name is very important. Maybe you wear a cross. You ever thought about that? That What that's saying to someone is that, you know, it's not just a piece of jewelry, actually it's you saying, I believe in Jesus, I believe in the name of Jesus. Maybe you've got one of those fish bumper stickers as well. If you have, please don't let me catch you doing the bird at people if you've got a fish and you recognize yourself as a Christian. When I, I, I mentioned the bird, I know you don't turn up every week. Uh, a few weeks ago I, I, um, I talked about anger. And uh, somebody had given me the bird because they were very angry, like I had dared to cross my car in front of them. He didn't just give me one bird, he gave me the double bird as he was driving. He took his hands off the steering wheel and gave me a double bird. At the end of that sermon, a couple of people came up to me, because you guys are innocent, right? Came up to me and went, we have no idea what the bird is. I was like, I can't really show it to you. But it's, it's like this, but with this finger. And it means to get lost. But if we are going to be, if we're going to be serious with God, yeah, imagine that, the double bird. He took his hands off the wheel to give me a double bird. If we're going to be serious about God and about our relationship with God and walking with God, then we need to be serious about the name, the sacred name of God. We need to show that we respect God. And in here, in this tradition, if you're, if you're new, if you're a guest, a visitor, we're quite relaxed in here. We're quite informal. It's, it's why I wear what I do. I'm kind of reflecting you guys a little bit. We're relaxed. We're informal about our relationship. We, we know that, that God is our friend. We know that God is really close. But God is also awesome. God is also transcendent. He's also magnificent. He's also almighty. He's also the creator, the one who flung the stars into space. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's also that God as well as our friend. And so if we're going to be serious, we need to respect him. The third commandment says this, do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name, Exodus 20 verse 7. So how how do we get to a stage where we actually misuse his name? Well, I think when we use it to insult the Oxford Dictionary, the first entry under the name Jesus, is an exclamation of surprise or dismay. And secondly, the name of the founder of the Christian religion. In other words, Jesus is first to be understood as a common expletive over and above the founder of Christianity. How have we got to that stage? How have we allowed our culture to tell us that about the powerful name of our God? We become name numb. Uh, and often we don't realize just how indiscriminate we are about the use of this holy name my Lord is used as an exclamation oh my God as an expression of surprise or of sexual delight we must not allow ourselves to desensitize us from the sacredness the separateness of God's holy name and my wife's name is Roe Uh, This week I'm not calling you my ox, which is... Oh, I did it again, didn't I? And Roe is the name of someone who I love very much. If you bring Roe's name into disrepute, if you harm her name, it will harm me, it will hurt me. The best way to hurt me, in fact, is actually to to hurt my wife. And in the same way, it should concern us when, when we hear, when we use... God's name in a very callous way you know someone cuts you up in the traffic for heaven's sake and you give them the double bird and then you miss the train Jesus Christ I'm going to be late to work George is getting married good God George seriously it's your child spills their drink and you're like for God's sake you stupid child you know God never intended his name to be used as a cliche or as an exclamation or as a swear word you know, let's just say. I mean, I'm off, I'm uh, I'm out in my workshop. You got a man shed? Anyone got a man shed? Yeah, <laughs> I know he's got a man shed. I know that. Uh, he's out in his man shed. He's hammering away, making something or other beautiful for you. And then all of a sudden, the hammer misses the nail and hits his thumb, and he goes, "Oh, Mohammed!" Doesn't happen, does it? Or indeed, you're in the coffee shop, you're queuing up, and uh, you've got your coffee in your hand, and someone nudges into you, and you spill your coffee, and you go, Oh, Buddha. It doesn't happen, does it? Yeah. If we don't use it for Muhammad, and we don't use it for Buddha, why on earth are we using it for God's name? Why on earth do we take Jesus' name in vain like that? It's not good it's not good. When we use God's name frivolously, we dishonor God and we display irreverence to the Almighty. So my suggestion would be not to use God's name to insult. How do we then take God's name seriously, the name of God seriously? Well, I would say be selective with your words. Watch what you say. Don't just watch what you're saying when you're swearing as the words come out of your mouth and as you swear and as you you use God's name in vain it comes out and you look at it and go, that is ugly. That is dirt. I don't like that. Get it back in. Ask God to take every thought captive so stuff won't even come out of your mouth to begin with. But rarely do we think about the slang? So we can all sit here and go, do you know what? I feel like the Holy Spirit might be saying to me, I shouldn't use, oh my God, as an exclamation. We got that, right? But maybe just think about some of the other words, the derivatives of those words, and the fact that they so easily trip off our tongue, because uh, the other week it was so good. Uh, You shall not commit murder. We're all going, yippee, yippee, I can keep that one. I can do that one, Ron. But when we strip it back, and Jesus says, what about your anger, and what comes out of your mouth, and your actions, and you go, nailed it. And it's the same as this. Yeah, yippee, yippee! I can, I can stop saying, "Oh my God, I can do that." But what about all the other references that we use for crying out loud? You know where that comes from? For Christ's sake, for Christ, for crying out loud. What about "damn"? Damn it! You know what "damn it" means? Send it off to eternal hell. Are you going to speak that over your children? God damn you, child! Really? And uh, experts, word experts tell us that words like uh, God became golly by gum and gosh. You use those words, it's just the same. There is no escaping it, it's just the same. Yeah, we don't mean anything by that, Ron. Well, that is the point, people. That is the point, you don't mean anything by it. Yeah, his name is so serious and so sacred We should mean something when we say the name of Jesus Christ or God. It should mean something. It carries a weight. God's name is too holy to mean anything else. Some of you would say, ah, I didn't really, you know, fair enough. I, you know, in the break, you know, my, my grandchild has started repeating after me, oh, oh goodness. Wow, I hadn't really thought about the weight of it. You know, some of you will go, well, I didn't really know, but now you do. Now you do. Constantly, constantly, you will have be bombarded with profanity. The same as I want to reminisce, I want to go back to the good old days. I'm old enough now as I approach 50 to be able to say that. Uh, the days when there was a watershed. The days when you knew you could sit your kid in front of the television on the three channels that we had. And no, look, nothing was going to come in. Look, as was swearing, there was no swearing, there was no nudity. Nothing was going to come in. And now we are just bombarded on social media and films and books of profanity. And and it comes in. We come up to the edge. We know that God's drawn these boundaries out and here's this fullness of life come and stand in the center my child and receive from me and we go to the edge because we're bombarded and we teeter on the edge and then we fall over the edge and it just comes in and I I think it's because we compromise because we compromise who we are we compromise what we believe we're too afraid to say can you not use that word please Remember, a the football match, QPR is my team. Yes, you can feel sorry for me and give me prayer ministry afterwards. Um, I'm sat there with, with Woody, Woody Jacob, my son. And he's well, eight, I suppose. And, um, you yeah, when we became Christians, God was working on us. He was dealing with the, the potty mouth that I had and the anger issue, the angry young man that I was. He's still working on me in all these different ways. Um, I was sat in, in QPR, and this guy, his passion was great. But every single second word was F, this, C, that, P, this. And I leant forward and I said, look, mate, I love your, and i was taking a risk, you know, I love your passion. Could you just be as passionate, but without all of the swear words, like my son has never, <laughs> has never heard up until that point. But it takes something to say, actually, do you know what? I don't like that. I don't think it's good. And I challenge you this week. Because you're going to hear it. Because as I've been listening, as I've been prayer- preparing for the sermon, people use the name of Jesus. you scared the bejesus out of me. They use it all the time. They'll use it at your work. They'll use it at your college. So I challenge you to challenge them. And we're too compromising. We say, oh, it just doesn't bother me. It's, it just, I just, it's too much. It bothers God. It bothers God. It bothers God so much that in the Old Testament, it was worthy of the death penalty. You'll find that in Leviticus 24, 16. Enjoy Leviticus. It's a great read. That's not going to happen today. You're not going to get the death penalty. You're not going to get the death penalty. Except that here is life and here is the edge. Do not misuse my name. Do not take my name in vain. And you will fall over into death. So be selective with your words and be sincere in your actions. Be sincere. Make sure that your life actually matches what you believe. Belong, believe, behave. I was once told that that was so important that you began to belong. Do you guys belong here? Thank you. Well, I know sometimes I'm hitting you with a great big stick, right? It's what it feels like. It's what it feels like up here. Sometimes I'm hitting you with a stick. We're going to offer you a carrot at the end. You guys belong, right? Thank you. You belong. And when you feel, if you're a guest or a visitor here, I pray that you'll be able to find a home in God's house. And if this is the right house for you, that will be wonderful. You will find a place of belonging. Everyone is welcome. All you guys here and everyone out there are all welcome. Then after you've been belonging for a while, you might start to believe you might begin to believe, this is if you're new to faith, you weren't brought up in the Christian home. Do you guys believe? Okay. And then the last part of the jigsaw we get told is that once you find a place of belonging and you start believing, you might start behaving. So when are you guys actually going to start behaving? is your belief consistent with your behavior if you were arrested for being a Christian someone once said would there be enough evidence to convict you if you were put on trial and you said I'm a follower of Jesus would there be enough evidence in your life to convict you of that claim so be selective with your words be sincere with your actions not all people who sound religious even people like me are really godly. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 21, they may refer to me as Lord, but still they won't enter the kingdom of heaven. The decisive issue is whether they obey my Father and my Father's commandments. Do you want to take God seriously? Do you? For the purposes of those of you listening online, Do you want to take God seriously? Of course you do. Because Jesus means Savior. That's why we bow the knee. That's why our tongue confesses. Because Jesus is the only one who can save you, who can bring you from death to life, from darkness to light, from all of the mess and the chaos and the mishaps to life and life in all its fullness only in the name of Jesus can you be saved the name of Jesus carries this incredible power salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved you'll find that in Acts 4 verse 12 Romans 10 verse 13 anyone who calls on the name of the Lord the name of the Lord shall be saved these things john verse 31, 20, 31 are written that you may believe that jesus is the christ he is the messiah he is the chosen one he is the anointed one of god he is the son of god that by believing in him in his name you will have life a life in all its fullness God says he will rescue you if you believe on his name. So let's do just that. Let's bow our heads. For more information about St. Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviourssunbury.org.uk. Thank you.